Hey guys, what's up? I'm Yarel Ramos. And I'm Jessica Molina. We all have those weight hold up moments in life. Those times where our perspective shifts and our hustle changes as a result. Each week, tune in as we chat with a new guest who's on their grind and learn the pivotal moments that shape their journey. And when we're not chatting with a guest, Jess and I will dig into the latest weight hold up moments happening in politics and pop culture. You're listening to Weight Hold, hold Up. up. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? How are you, Jess? I'm fabulous. How are you, Yara? I'm doing well. I'm super excited for today's guest, for today's episode. Yes, y'all are in for a treat. Today, we have Kwan Latif Hill. She is a producer and filmmaker and community leader devoted to creating content and experiences that enrich, enlighten, and empower. During a time when taking a stance has to be more than simply using a hashtag or retweeting a powerful slogan, Kwan is using her God-given gifts to create real change within media and showing that activism comes in many forms. Yes. Kwan. How are you? Hey, now. Amazing intro. Thank you, ladies. Uh, thank you for being you. you <laughs> for have, being amazing. I know. You have uh, merited such an intro. <laughs> oh, my such God. As this. <laughs> I'm humbled. And, but, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be here. I want to give you like a Hamilton style intro. Oh I don't know. Why. Do you want to sing? Do you want to like? Do you want? Do you want to sing a Hamilton song? The, no, if they're the people, singing the involved, I like it. Let's do it. Uh, that'll be our our outro. Yeah. I, just, I started sweating. I got some back sweat. Now, oh, gosh. <laughs> Gosh. She's getting nervous. No, right? like, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm not a singer, but I'm ready. Like, what, did I I say? Like, what did I just say? What did I sign myself up for? It's from the heart. It's from the heart. Well, speaking of from the heart, that's pretty much all of the work that you get involved in. So let's sort of dissect exactly your many titles because I think <laughs> that you do m a lot of amazing work. Yeah. But, you know, like I said in the intro, you're a producer, you're a filmmaker, you're a community leader. I know you produce events. You do so much can you i guess describe to the people what exactly it is that how you would describe yourself right mm, who am i right yeah who are, who are you? you who are you girl um so i always describe myself as a producer filmmaker um and basically what that means to me is just the work i do I'm, i produce live events tv film podcasts here and there um but really the the goal as you so eloquently put it, is really to just kind of move the people. Always trying to shift consciousness. Always trying to like slide in a little edutainment. Um, as much as we want to be entertained and you know joyful and have these moments where we can kind of break away from the madness of the world, we also need to have real conversations sometimes or be confronted with what's real and what's not. And I think for me, a lot of my work has been focusing on creating um different perspectives of specifically women specifically people of color and youth that's like those are my audiences that's who i kind of focus for um you know any work whether it's with an afropunk or essence festival or like right now i was telling y'all before we started a, a pilot i'm working on like it's always focused on that group because i feel like we're always left out mm -hmm. <laughs> the people are yeah. never right. thinking about them um as human, period. So it's not even like, oh, I'm fighting some cause because I'm never trying to be like anti something. I'm always trying to be pro something. Right. Um, but in that, like just trying to find ways to humanize us in the stories I tell. And where was where does this come from? Like where does this 
kind of initiative of, of in your life to help others and to empower these communities yeah growing I, up or i've tried to figure this out forever like where does this come from because it's definitely innate like it's nothing i can get away from like right. there's definitely been times where um you know i was living in new york for, before i moved here to la where i'd be like i just need a check right now like where can i get it but there's still this struggle internally for me where i'm like okay, but I can't work on that. Like, as right. much as I <laughs> want to yeah, do something, yeah, yeah. as much as you need it, it's like, no. Right, so it definitely comes from um, the way I grew up. Like, pretty much everybody in my family was a teacher, um, and my grandmother really was, like, the one who always talked about this phrase, like, doing good for goodness sake, like, not for a reward, not because somebody's going to shout you out or invite them to be on your, their lovely <laughs> podcast, mm-hmm. but because it's what's right and it's what's, you know, what you should be doing, so... From that, like, just literally my upbringing and the the foundation I come from, um, I just started kind of living that life and figuring out how to be, how to create teachable moments for people without, like, talking at them and really kind of folding people into and engaging them in a way where, you know, we can have real conversations, but it's not like, oh, God, this old person is sitting here trying to tell me how to live my life. Right. You know, but we can learn something from each other. So was that a conscious um, decision for you to make sure that you're informing people and educating people, but not doing it from the aspect of like being a teacher? Since you said that you came from a long line of teachers, you knew that you wanted to sort of switch it up. Absolutely. And I even had a a time in my life, I grew up kind of strict Muslim. So my whole family, like um, outs- like extended family outside of my immediate family was like Baptist Christian. So we were all kind of really diverse just even in like our family gatherings. Mm-hmm. But one of the big conversations I had with my mom just even in choosing like a major in college or whatever was about kind of entering what she would consider like a secular world and doing work in a space that was – because my first entry into this was uh, radio. So I was doing, like, a radio show on college campus, you know, whatever. And then I'd do, like, hosting stuff and, like, just being kind of a personality, in a sense, in my college space. And my mom was kind of like, wait, red flag, what's mm-hmm. happening? Am I losing my daughter? <laughs> Every religious uh, Yeah, that, parent. that happened I with think my y'all mom. know what exactly. <laughs> exactly. Again, a universal story that people don't think about, like, how all we, we can all be connected. But, you know, from that, it was very much a conversation that we had to have where I was like, no, mom, I am just really you with a bigger classroom. You know, I can show by highlighting role models or people who are out here doing amazing things or, you know, taking um, a story that's universal and, and catering that and making it into mobile content or something that can really touch the people. I'm able to then kind of have the same kind of classroom effect that you have on your 40 students. Like, my mom's a college professor now. Um, as I gr- was growing up, she was in K-12, through 12, and then she taught, like, um, community college. And so now she's literally, you know, a professor. She teaches teachers in, in, like, the College of Education. And so for her, that's what made it stick. That's what made sense to her. And then, of course, since then, she's seen my actual work, and she's like, Nope, you get it right. Every time you go back, you find a way and you keep connecting people. So if, if anything, like, you know, I love to hear these stories when education plays such a significant role because I feel that we talk about it because we understand it once we've been through the mm-hmm. education system. Um, I know that even you just being so speaking so passionately about it, 
Um, and then kind of gearing into what you do now, uh, how important is it for you to show a lot of these people that you do events with, you know, because you're talking about women, women, children, uh, people of color, how powerful education is and even sharing it through your story. I mean, education is just like kind of the, the fabric, right, that that weaves through us. And to me, it's it's got to be a conversation because w- either if it's, you know, that traditional route of I went to this school and then that school and I graduated or if you were homeschooled, I was homeschooled like growing up, which is like the weird kids where everybody's like, oh, wait, you're not cool. No. You're so social <laughs> now. <Yeah>. How, does <laughs> that, exactly. how did that happen? See, that's the stuff. Like nobody would even think. A Sorry lot of people for my <laughs> stereotypes. <Colin. laughs> See, hey, it is what it is. We all have them. Mm-hmm. And so even now people will be like, you weren't homeschooled. Did you do the spelling bee, Kwan? <laughs> I'm like, well, not really, but I went to computer class. and da-da-da. You know what I mean? So it's like just literally having conversations where you can break that kind of stuff down. Um, even like college, like for me, I went from like undergrad, regular four year, then on to get a master's because I was like at some point when I'm like super old and I'm <laughs> done like moving around the world and trying to have all these like crazy adventures, I definitely want to go back and then have some maybe like traditional-esque classroom experiences where I'm sharing my knowledge base and like tr- real hands-on experience because that was another thing for me, like being in communications, being in film and like broadcast production, a lot of your teachers are like people who couldn't cut it, and so now they're back right. and they're teaching. Right. Those who can't teach. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm that's like, that's so true. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, at the end of the I'm day, I'm thinking about all my teachers. Like, oh my god. Yeah. As you break it down, right? Because mm-hmm. this is the, especially like in this industry, like that we, uh, you know, us three work in. It's like you are either out there working or you're kind of just thinking about, I want to work, I'm dreaming about it, or, you know, I have aspirations to. So, like, as those teachers, I would love to, down the line, be that person who's in the classroom to say, nope, I did it. This is real-life experience that I can share with you, and let me help you get a mentor, all these things that, you know, you wanted when you were in in school trying to get there. So who were those people for you or were those because we've talked about the need for women in particular to be mentors to other women and to step up and I know that you know I don't know if you want to name drop but guys (laughs) she's worked with some really dope people I know (laughs) just look at her Instagram I'll name drop if she don't but I think that (laughs) (laughs) um you know when you think about and you work with for example, you work on Black Girls Rock, right? Mm-hmm. And so that has got to be an environment where you're working with incredible women, Crazy. just by the nature of the of the title of this of the space. Yeah. So how have you been able to find women who will mentor you and who you can work with and, and look up to, and who don't get catty or who don't allow for the ego to get in get in the way of the work? Yeah, I mean, for me, I've definitely had both experiences. I'm not going to sit up here like, oh, it's always love, sister love when you walk in the room, because it's not. You mm-hmm. know, y- it's always a, a balance there. Um, I always kind of enter a space as Quan, like, hey, look, I'm here out of love. I don't know what you're here for, <laughs> but this is me. And I think that I've been able to kind of have people drop their guard a little bit sometimes or – Just even, um, I've had experiences where people come back after working with me and say, look, I was really challenged by you because you were always on it or you always got stuff done in a way that 
I was honestly trying to slack off and mm-hmm. I commend you and I want to be a friend now or, you know, I may, I basically didn't give you an opportunity that I could have given you, um, you know, because I was in my head about something else and then they are able to flip that and be somebody who's helpful to me now, you know, later in life. So I've definitely had both sides of that um, where you you meet somebody who is just straight love from the jump and they're sisterly and you're like, oh, we're going to do stuff together and they'll send you a that's thing. That's how it was when I met her, guys. Because <laughs> that's who we are, right. right? And then there's other people who are intimidated by weird, strange things and you don't even know about them. Like, you can't even plan for it and you just it's like why are you smiling you like when i first moved to new york there was this guy uh, actually a guy but he would always be like why are you smiling so much like all the time oh no and i was like am i i don't feel like i'm smiling i'm like doing my work in my little cubicle what are you talking about but like having that energy where somebody's like just creating their own narrative around you yeah and you don't even know it so for me, it's always just keep walking in my purpose. Like, don't worry about that. And as long as I'm always, you know, opening myself up for a hug or saying, like, good morning, how you doing? Or I really want to know how did that work out for you? Or, you know, just really being a sister and being somebody who wants to be a mentor or be mentored, I think that's the best way to just keep moving, keep it moving. Because otherwise people get stuck. And you're like, I don't want to be part of this. Something's happening. Right, because you're doing projects with purpose. And if you're working with people who then don't have that passion and that sense of purpose, then they're sucking the life out of the exact job that you're supposed to do. And I mean, passion projects are not going to be the projects that pay you the most. Mm -hmm. Passion projects are not going to be the projects that are like, okay, we're only need you here from 9 o'clock till 5 o'clock, and then you can go home and have a fabulous evening and enjoy dinner with your husband. Passion projects (laughs) require the most of you. Yeah. And that is what you have devoted your life to. Yeah, and you want to be in a happy space, right, when you're doing that right. kind of work. But sometimes it's not there. I will say, like, like you brought up, like, a black girl's rock. Like, even as that, as an example, the way I even got connected with them was as a volunteer. Like, literally, hey, y'all need help. I know there's stuff going on. You have a camp. You have projects with girls. Like, how can I be involved? And so – by showing up and being somebody that was dependable for them, then mm. um, they're, you know, the founder of Black Girls Rock, who's also an amazing entrepreneur and author and all this other mogul-esque stuff. Um, Beverly Bond was able to connect with me on a personal level and be like, you show up. You actually do what you say right. you're going to do. You do it at a certain level. What are some other stuff you are involved in? Like, tell me more about you yeah. outside of, being a, 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 you know, hanging out with these girls and, and just helping them. And so that's when I was able to say, I'm a producer. I do this. I work in television or I want to work on this kind of show. And so at that point was when she was actually already producing her show um, on her own. And then she had taken it to BET. And so she was able to kind of get me in that room by saying, this person's great. I believe in them and I'm going to try to elevate them if, or give them an opportunity on this other platform and again i just came there like hey i'm kwan i'm trying to be down i'm trying to help i love that you mentioned that because i feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of young girls listen to us and we've been getting so much feedback from just uh young women being inspired by the stories that we've been sharing or even just by the things yeah and i and i love that you said you know volunteering and just even uh putting yourself out there to be a part of something bigger even if there's nothing in return
what what have what has been another moment in your career even or even in in your life trying to balance everything yeah. that kind of gave you that like way to hold up in my life <laughs> i need to share this moment mm. with other people mm-hmm. have you had those i mean i'm sure yeah i'm sure you've had many the weight hold up yeah moment. i mean it's really kind of what jessica was talking about in terms of like your passion projects are often not the ones you get paid for. They're mm. not the ones that, you know, are this big payoff with all these other perks and stuff. And for me, um, you know, and I'm so glad you mentioned, like, young folks and, like, trying to figure out how to navigate an industry mm. and all that. Because we get so stuck in, like, well, what's the pay rate? And what am I getting out of it? And who am I connecting with? Versus let me show up, let me kill it and be amazing. And then let's see what opportunities are on the other side of that. And that's really what I think have been, like, my my hold up, wait, like, wait, pause, hold up, hold up moments is that it's been when I've just gone in and, you know, given shown people excellence and they can then flip and give me an opportunity that I wasn't expecting, I wasn't even thinking about, um, you know, I wasn't even prepared for, I, I guess as an example to your question, um, so Michaela Angela Davis, who I do a lot of work Who's with, dope. <laughs> who Jess loves, so I was like, she's gonna I'm name hey, Michaela. I'm shimmying for you she's right now. She's <laughs> going a little shimmy, but we met, and you know, as I was working at another company, like with Viacom, and like being a, pro- I was a production manager at the time, and it was like six production managers, and we all had the same job, same title, you know, whatever. We were all doing the same thing. Um, and something connected for her when she would come to my meetings and I had a, sp- a specific kind of agenda set up and I would move people out and I would always be like, look, I'm, I'm really kind of valuing everybody's time here, so let's stay on track or let's get things done. Um, and then just even in working with me and, like, seeing how creative I am or, like, silly little things I would do, like mm-hmm. my mer, you know, whatever. <laughs> It got to a point where she was like, hey, let's connect outside of the office and, like, just see how we can work together and Mm -hmm. and build or whatever. And, um, you know, that was gave me an opportunity to be the producer on her project Mad Free and, like, create that as a conversation series. And we traveled. We've been in Paris with Mad Free. We've been in, like, all these crazy college campuses, Feldman University, like, just doing all this stuff with something that was, like, literally didn't exist. It was on a piece of paper before we sat down and it was like, okay, let's make it happen. Um, so that, you know, those kind of experiences where, again, you are just doing the work. And, and I see love it. that you're saying that because I think that it's, you know, we've talked about the obstacles on this show, right? Whether it's people trying to get in your way, not not showing you support, mm-hmm. that someone who's, who's who hasn't even done the work, in your opinion, is getting the opportunity. But I think Ugh. it's so... Which is which happens yeah. to all of us, but I think mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so awesome that you're saying that constantly. What people have seen is in you is you show up, Quan. You get the job done, Quan. Yeah. You are there. You're giving it. Your heart is in it, and without an expectation, because I think that that is really big. Is that yeah. we sometimes. You know, I hate getting into when people are like, oh, millennials are lazy or millennials Mm -hmm. are this because I think that millennials have a lot of heart. I think millennials are very innovative, are very creative, are 
you know, dealing with the distractions of everything because literally it's like yeah. our minds Oof, are in a thousand yeah. different directions. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, we're all millennials, so I'm not going to shit on us. Right. But <laughs> I will say that there are people that you do encounter who are who expect something and yep. who think I showed up for a day. Where's my cut? What's my do? What are you going to do for me? What's going to come out of it? And it's a great reminder that sometimes you just got to get in the freaking boat and go downstream and paddle your hardest and be there for the people that aren't even checking for you. Exactly. Because most people, you don't even most know. Time, you're coming in as assistant. You're coming yeah. in as an intern. You're coming in as whatever. Or even if you come in for like a mid-level job, act like you came in to be like the boss of that joint. That's right. right. Because That's right. you do that and then people are going to be like, damn, this person is like got great energy. And also don't do it with like a sourpuss face, right? <laughs> right. Like I'm doing so I'm much just work. slaving. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. I need to get more money. Right. Yeah. And it yeah. happens all the time. We see it so much. Yeah. So it's like I love that. Show up. And and put the work put in. the work in. Period. I mean, that's literally what keeps, you know, the opportunities coming for me. Because so many people, even as a freelancer, like I freelance. I don't work anywhere. I'm not at anybody's nine to five or nine to five hundred, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm not on anybody's like four hundred one k time and a half mm-hmm. situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know people will always be like well how do you keep working like Quan, how do you do all these jobs you're always on something and it's because when i work i work and right. i'm there and i'm showing up and it's task based like i'll even put that on like in my contracts or you know on my invoice or whatever this is task based like i'm here till it's done and once it's done like yeah let's go party like i was just in atlanta with um afropunk and we were like going through so many things with production and when it was over we were swaying to Solange like you know we finished it and Mm. we killed it but you know I had interns or PAs and volunteers folks working with me even there who were like Quan I've never worked with a manager like you who is like look we're gonna stay here it's gonna be crazy hours but when it's over you're gonna learn something you're gonna experience something like even the people when I'm doing like my like intro meeting like hey production team let's get ready I'm like, you know, tell me what you're here for. Like, what do you want to be better at? What do you want to learn? Like, what can you get out of this? Because that's how we should be coming into a situation. Mm -hmm. So how has your work changed? Because I think it's also really important that everyone, like, um, what you have to understand about Quan is that it's not like she's been doing this work just since Trump got elected. Where And everyone, (laughs) like, started, like, I need to make my, like, I'm about the resistance. And so my work is going to reflect the resistance. Your Your work has been about the resistance and understanding that, like, now with Trump, it's Oof. more blatant, yep. but it doesn't mean that it hasn't existed. All the racism, all the hatred, all the sexism, everything like that. Right. But have you noticed that your work has changed or that more people have wanted to be involved with what you're doing because now they feel like they need to be activists, quote unquote? <laughs> Show enough. I mean, it's definitely like all these people who are, you know, trying to operate in that space. But I think it's been on both sides so I work with a lot of talent of course like you know from people who are amazing hosts or can be on a panel or you know be a part of something I'm, I'm doing and I'm noticing it's a lot of people popping up now like I'm an artivist let's go let's <laughs> do this <laughs> and you know resistors and I'm like okay and then it's all resistors is a thing really come on yeah I have not like really? the small R E big S for sisters. Uh, yeah, yeah, I hadn't had seen it. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's a thing. It's happening. Okay. Um, and then there's also the the space of, um, like you said, people who are just now now trying to participate and they're like hashtag Black Lives Matter, hashtag mm. women's rights, hashtag all this stuff. 
Um, but, you know, honestly, I'm not mad at it. You know, the more the merrier. I think the other thing about what we do is we are trying to shift consciousness. So that means we have to touch people in all different mm-hmm. places. And so your audience is always going to be different than mine, you mm-hmm. know, and your audience is different than mm-hmm. Jessica's, but also different than mine. Like, so being able to pop up in all of these spaces, you yeah. know, be, um, you know, somebody's writing a blog, somebody's tweeting, somebody's got an audience on Instagram, like all of that matters. Um, it's funny to me when it gets trendy where you're just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Okay, GQ. Great. Thanks for yeah. what you're doing right now. Yeah. But like, yeah. what what's after that? You right. Know? And it, like, I'm um, on a, a part of this other group. It's like a think tank. And we were talking about like just projects we could do to create things for the community. And one of the people just asked us, like, randomly, like, one of our sponsors or whatever was like, so is this something you're doing that should be create, creating a lasting effect or just, like, a one-off? Why would anybody be doing a one-off right. at this point? <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Who? How, Sway? Like, yeah. what? what is that? So it's it's interesting, you know, the shift and the, the trend. I definitely think it's trendy to be, like, you know, knowing what's going on and be woke, like, which I'm, like, so over the term at this point. Yeah. Mm. I'll take it, you know, if it's waking people up. Do you have, like, a project or someone in mind or someone that you like really look up to that you would love to work with that you would love to collaborate with because I mean I see you and I'm already like picturing you on stage with like Oprah and then she can take us with her <laughs> you know uh so I'm just I mean that's what I'm just that's the energy Oprah, that I'm, I'm, I'm sending to you energy. you know um but yeah uh, is there anybody that you know you'd like to work with or is there is there like a dream project of yours that um I mean, for me, uh, it's twofold for that answer. So definitely dream projects, yeah. Like, um, I also right now I'm trying to focus more on getting into, like, scripted content. Um, I've always, like, I went to film school. I studied, um, you know, screenwriting and, and film and all that in college and in school. Um, so I've always had that be a part of me. And then, of course, I get, like, wrapped up in my events and my other experiences and things that I'm creating are, like, digital content and stuff like that but I want to make sure to get back to scripted um as a creative myself like there's stories I have inside of me mm-hmm. that are like Quan, can we get out please let's tell the world like let's get please some share, content please share me share yeah. me can we get some content out here so I'm trying oh to that's so cute I know Quantet. that is so cute <laughs> she's, so, she's, she's so good. I mean just I came can't. out of her like nothing they're crazy y'all y'all should see these I'm gonna write that one down I'm gonna write that one down but like, I'm really a, I kind of hate my parents because like Jess Tent, like <laughs> my name doesn't like go with anything either. Really? You want to talk about names? What about mine? Nobody can even pronounce it. Okay, let's not even go there. Fair enough. <laughs> we won't be having any content this, uh, this week. Not this week. Not this week. But soon come, right? Like, so that's the thing. I really want to get focused on that. I've been able to produce a lot of stuff and like be a part of um, projects that I believe in and I'm passionate about, which I don't want to stop. But like in a, in my in a perfect world in my brain, you know, I'm like the the JJ Abrams who's like, oh, I wrote this show and I created this, but then I also helped elevate mm. this dope person that did this other thing. Um, but is in terms of what you asked, like who I want to work with, I'm really and it may be like super cliche because it's all about like your Instagram likes and all that stuff nowadays. 
I'm really not into the whole celebrity situation. Like, mm. I'm all about the people. So, like, I'm always trying to figure out what communities haven't gotten any love or, like, who's not shining a light on their problems or what's happening with them. So, I'm right now, one of the stories that I'm trying to develop for myself as, like, a feature film is focusing on, like, the Native community. Because mm. I feel like nobody's, like, <laughs> ever right, really right. talking yeah. about it. Like, yeah, Black Lives Matter, yeah, all lives matter. Like, we have all this stuff popping and going on for black and brown people, but there's this other group, too, that's a part of us yeah, that absolutely. is like, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. We don't like Columbus Day, of course. And then we just go on with our lives. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um, for me, it's about working with the people and focusing on the community. So I definitely, you know, outside of, like, of course it'd be amazing to work with an Oprah or Ava DuVernay or the amazing Mara Baraka Kill or some of these, like, women that I look up to, mm-hmm. um, you know, and always want to be in support of, but – I really want to focus on doing the work with the people. But outside of that, I think, like I said, I definitely want to get some more stuff out there and just keep working with people like y'all, like who I can believe in and like shine a light on in some way and like figure out how to keep us all moving and all shining. Because Mm. one one thing that always comes up, especially as we have these conversations, is about, like, there being this small little space that I got to get in and then Mm. I got to keep everybody else out Mm -hmm. so I can have my 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, like, if you're shining, then I'm shining. Like, what's meant for me is mine. I already have it. Like, it's not even a question. So, again, keep doing the work. Preach. And we've said that a thousand times. It's... When it, because I feel like you feel that just being a woman, you can mm-hmm. only have one woman at the at the executive table, right, right? right? And then you feel it a thousand times more being a woman of color because it's like, well, if there's a woman in there, it's probably a white woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, but now if we've got like a black or a Latina, forget oh, it. Done. Like yeah. token, nobody else is near <laughs> the top. <laughs> nobody else is near the top. We're done. And I and and it's I'm like, can we just move away from that idea mm-hmm. that if you know if Yarel is there, they're not gonna want me. Right. Well, why not? Because I bust my butt and I work hard and I and, and, and I will create that opportunity so that other person that they were looking at all of a sudden doesn't pale in comparison Absolutely. because I'm just working hard. Yeah. And I think that that's really important because I know that for you, you're in a space where you're working with other amazingly talented women of color who all have a hustle, who all have dreams and who mm-hmm. all is aspiring for something else. But if you say to yourself, it can only be one of us. You've also already closed your mind off to the Period. possibility yeah. of what your life can look like. I shut it down. Like. Yeah, and, 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 and even this, this this quote of like, you know, instead of it of thinking of competition, like you think of collaborating, like yep. imagine the possibilities that come from it instead yeah. of us being catty and like mm-hmm. now, you know, like she's going to get the job that it's going to get him after me. And I, it's like, no, we need to we need <laughs> literally wake up and we not live you. on that level because at the end, and you know what is so cool too that I, I, and I don't know if it's because we're just surrounded by amazing, you know, women, but every girl that's come on the podcast, it's like, we've always that we touch on that subject, mm. you know, of like, let's not, let's not live on that level of, you know, you're being, my competition. Yeah, yeah. Let's rise higher. Like let's work harder. Let's be better to each other. Let's support each other because damn, it's hard as it it's is. It's hard enough, right? right. Yeah. Then, but then our own forget the little things like we can do. Like, for example, on a la- the last few projects, probably like 10 or more projects I've been on, 
I've been a person where I'm like, no, if we have a, a open spot, let's look for a woman first. Let's look for a Latino. Mm. Let's look for this black girl. Like, let's make that effort. Like, yeah. so even, you know, some a big, huge project is like a DP is a woman just because I'll push forward or, you know, I'm reading a script and I'm like, mm, can this Asian man, I, I love that he's Asian, but can that be a woman? Like, is there any reason that's not, you know, a lady playing that character? Yeah. You know, so being in that space and just having those conversations, we saw um, Ava do that with Queen Sugar, yeah. where she's mm-hmm. like, nope, female directors, like, why not? And and now DGA has, like, this report out, like, women and p- w- people of color directors are up. Like, I wonder why. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, you? they're there. Yeah. They're yeah. there. They and it does exist. require more work. But, like, first of all, Making a film is hard. Come on. So why is it all of a sudden everything's so complicated and we're going to figure out how to have a freaking dragon chasing dead people. But we can't find any black people. find a black person. There's no black people. There's no black people. It's like they don't exist. And I think like we get into this space where it's all possible when you Mm -hmm. go back to what you said, Quan, and which I love and which brings me back to just me being young and having conversations about my dreams and my dad is like live in your purpose. Yep. And when mm-hmm. you live in your purpose, it doesn't matter what the person next to you is doing. It doesn't matter what the person in front of you or behind you is doing. It is literally about your walk. Yeah. It is about your gifts and what you're capable of. And the only person that you're in competition with yourse- is with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's be honest, right? We all have ups and downs and like bad days where you're like, wait a minute. what? Where'd she come from? How's she? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, how's this person right. doing this? But if you are focused and you always bring it back, like my mom would always say, like, you're running this race against yourself. Like, if you keep that in mind, like, I need to hand this baton off to the other Mm -hmm. Kwan that's going to take me the next 10 years. Like, if you're keeping that focus and, Jess, I know you do this, like, write your plan out. Like, where are you going next? What are you doing? Like, that's how we can stay focused. And having that little tribe around you, you know, where you're collaborating, where you're thinking of each other as, you know, friends and partners and collaborators versus competition that's what can keep you grounded where you don't get stuck because you'll you know you y'all are reminding me right now like Kwan, you've done stuff <laughs> don't get trapped in this thing where it's like almost your birthday and you're being reflective like i'm nobody what have yeah. i done yeah which it's happens like, to no. all of us yeah. it does it does <laughs> with new year's I'm approaching actually let's yeah. even think about that's that that's what i'm right? saying like my birthday is in De- is december 3rd so i always do that it's my birthday then it's new year's and i'm like oh uh, woe yeah. is me yeah. what have i done and it's <laughs> like wait a minute, my friends just checked me by inviting me on their show and mm. then telling me, like, oh, no, Kwan, let's talk about some stuff you've done. So And stuff, some stuff she's done. Yes. I mean, just a little bit. Just a, just a little bit. I appreciate it. She got mad Kwantan out there, so, <laughs> you know, she's killing it, guys. She's killing it. Kwan, thank you so much for oh doing this. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. Thanks for thinking of me. Thanks for creating this platform, this space. We need it. Um, I'm always, you know, when that conversation comes around, like award season at the beginning of the year, and people are like, nobody's thinking about us or honoring us. We have to honor ourselves. Yeah. That's what I always say. That's how I feel about it. Like, I'm not checking for somebody else. I'm checking for us. So mm-hmm. if we're thinking mm-hmm. about ourselves and we're elevating and creating platforms and having conversations where young girls can hear and listen to them, like yeah. what you said, that's crazy. We so speaking of checking, where can people check for you on the interwebs? I'm on the interwebs at thequan.com. It's my little cute website, the T-H-E-Quan.com. And then I'm on all social media at Produced by Quan, Q-U-A-N. Follow her love stuff, it. guys. Look it's for amazing. Her. Yes, we love you. No, thank I love you, you more. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
So Quan, she mentor me and just be my everything in life. She was amazing. She's incredible. That's I I don't even have the words for it. And she knows how I feel about her. So fortunately, she ain't gonna be like, yes, why don't you know what to say? Because (laughs) there's just so much love. And I'm just so amazed and blessed to know someone like her. And I think that if we could all just have that ounce of compassion and focus and direction, then we would totally be kicking ass on another level for sure but it was but i mean it's crazy because we talked for a while after we were done with the podcast but just like her energy is her it just radiates so much goodness i just wanted to like i hope you guys felt that yeah i really do too because i i it, it put so many things in perspective for me and as much as i feel like we were sharing and we were all kind of like helping each other in a lot of things it was like wow okay this is an amazing girl and you know she's as uh, vulnerable as any other woman as well but she uses all this goodness to like and she's sharing to it empower yeah, people yeah, and, and there's nothing better than that yeah power to her and i hope everything that she's working on you know comes about and then next up we can have her on the pod talking about these amazing projects exactly all righty then Shall we dive into our uh, wait yeah. moments of the week? Let's do this, Ms. Jessica. Well, I want to start off, I don't know, actually, because mine's sort of on the positive tip. So okay. should we start off in, in that zone? Yeah. Or should we? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it's a good segue to um, our conversation, from our conversation with Quan because uh, we did talk a lot about, like, collaboration over competition. And last week, I had the opportunity to meet up with a friend of ours, uh, Linda Garcia, who is the she um, has the podcast Let There Be Loose, which you guys should definitely check out because yes. it's great. Yes. And we were just talking about be, being in community with people and particularly building community with other um, brown podcasters within the Latinx community. And I honestly left there just super inspired from having this conversation with someone who reminded me that like we were saying with Quan, like we're not in competition with each other, A, mm-hmm. but that, hey, if there's any way that I can help you, if there's any way that, if there are any ideas that, you know, she gave me an idea for something with this podcast that I can use to help clean up background noise, for example. Something as like mundane and silly that you guys don't even have to think about, but that I have to think about in the edit. She's right. like, oh, you should use this program. And it was just a dope moment where I'm like, wow, like this is, this is what we need more of is people who, see what you're doing and see the way that you're trying to shine and are like, hey, I've got this idea. Like, how can I help you to also get to that place of elevation and to be really dope? So I will say that I want to shout out Linda and I think you guys should listen to her podcast. It's amazing. And I also wanted to shout her out because I listened to, um, I was listening to an episode the other day when I was on a hike and I, Yarel and I have both received feedback about adding more music into certain areas of this podcast so <laughs> what you'll notice <laughs> is next thing is gonna be just dropping beats to i know well beats in the edit of this which obviously we're recording it now but what you'll notice is that i was definitely inspired listening to linda's because she does such a dope job interspersing music throughout um and so i'm trying i'm gonna try and do more of that with ours so big shout out to her because I really like how she uses that, and I want to, you know, take that inspiration to do that with ours. All right. Well, I was I wanted to talk about, you know, something uh, 
I wanted to talk about Virginia first. I mean, oh I, 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 originally, because we're kind of proud of Virginia. I mean, I know we are proud of Virginia. Yeah. And um, I think uh, these past elections that we had uh, last week in a lot of places in, in the country um, really kind of showcased how a lot of people feel, right? But I mean, I don't want to talk about it. This year, I want to get into it. Um, just wanted to make a shout out. Just yeah. want to make a shout bravo out. Bravo, Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. Bravo, New Jersey, but for we, having a Democratic governor. Yes, bravo, New Jersey. Uh, I'm still on the lookout for Alabama because I'm really kind of, uh, uh, you know, not really happy <sighs> with that situation. But we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about a lot of negative things today. We're okay, gonna talk we'll about. Positive. We're gonna keep Fine. it positive. We're the gonna only keep thing positive. I'll say is, uh, Christians, I don't know what you're doing, trying to defend a pedophile. Okay, that's all. Yes, please. <laughs> let's. Uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, Virginia is our example. Yes. <laughs> Be like Virginia. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, you know, you mentioned uh, meeting up with, like, an amazing woman. So last week, um, I had the opportunity of sitting down in a, you know, like, a interview setting um, a presentation with uh, Maria Elena Salinas, who was has been an anchor at Univision Network News for, you know, like, three decades. She started here in L.A. as a reporter. And, um, you know, she was sh – she's – not – she's not retiring, but she's leaving – Univision in a few weeks you know she announced it earlier in the year and it was like a shock to everybody because she's been the face of her along with Jorge Ramos the face of the Univision network news for decades so it kind of you know everybody's like whoa 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 like people were kind of you know just really sad but us in the industry were like wait a minute what's happening like what's gonna happen where's she going she's going somewhere she's going to the competition yeah. where she's going she's going to mainstream general market and it was so great to hear her. She was, you know, answering these questions. She's extremely eloquent in English, which, which I really enjoyed because I, I, you know, I always felt like she was frowned upon because she was in Spanish media. And sometimes people don't think that these that these anchors and reporters speak English. But she was born here in L.A. Her Mex her parents uh, both Mexican, and it's funny because um, my dad mentioned this to me. He's like, oh, you know, like you're very similar to her. She's like, because. Her dad, her mom is from Sinaloa, where my dad's from. So my dad, you know, that's like yeah, he's like connection. we're basically cousins. Yeah, you man. guys are like yeah, primas, primas. <laughs> <laughs> tia, you're Tia Maria Elena. Yeah. So um, so she was here, uh, doing kind of like a chat for the women's council uh, for Univision, and I was able to ask her a question, and um, she was so amazing. Like it was just so nice to see. You know, I I feel sometimes when we leave certain places, like I've looked back when I've left, like. Like when I left Telemundo in Miami, there was a part of me that was really happy, but there was also a part of me that's like, oh, like, am I doing the right thing? Right. You know, am, am my friends here, this is, has been like my comfort zone. Now I don't know where, you know, I'm going. At least I kind of knew where I was coming, but she's, she, from what she's telling, what she was telling us, you know, she's, she wants to do things on her own, which I think this is just mine mm -hmm. of what I took from what she told us. That I feel like she's going to go into like the YouTube space. She's going to go into the mm. Netflix space. I really feel, I don't know, I have this really I like instinct that she's going to go into um, the, the, like a, the becoming an Ariana Huffington mm. or like the, like the bilingual millennial Latino youth. Because she kept saying, you know, taking advantage of the, all these platforms and... Um, using both languages to like enrich wow. our community. Yeah. So I was when she says this, I'm like, mm, 
All right, Ariana Huffington. Right, right. right. <laughs> You're reading I'll between the you. lines. I see you. She I'll did comment you. on Maria, Maria Hinojosa's Instagram that mm. she's like, I'm going to go the route of you, my dear friend, to be an independent journalist. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. so I knows mean, what that she means. She says she wants to freelance. And I think, you know, I give it to her. I feel like she also mentioned, um, uh, you know, I, she was like, things happen in, in – in season sometimes you know you know when you're kind of done and you want to pass on the torch to someone else she's like she's like it's your turn like it's your mm. turn all you youngsters to like step it up and go you know take and, and, and for you to have this platform already because i've already had it for so many years that you know it's time for me to do other things and i was i i was i was really touched by that like literally i was gonna shed some tears because it takes a lot especially for a woman at that level right to be able to say these things so, you know, step away. yeah, so I, I, I wrote a, a, a post on my Instagram and then she retweeted me. Oh. So I was like, oh, my God. you're like, oh, my God, Tia, 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 yes. Can I get a job? I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she tw- she was like, you know, I hope, you know, I hope you all your dreams. She's like, I'm sure like all your dreams and wishes come true. Like I'm re- something like that. And then she emailed me. Um, which I was also, you know, she, uh, this beautiful email, you know, like I loved what you wrote. Thank you so much. I'm so inspired by oh all God, you so young sweet. people and young journalists and I'm rooting for you. And I was just literally like just touched. Like I wish we could, we can all, and I'm sure maybe she hasn't had her moments and you know, she's mm-hmm. had her moments in her career because people say a lot of things, but I was just glad that I, she was able, she's able to live this part of her life and she's enjoying it as much, as much as she can. And with, and that being said, I also loved the fact that she's passed. Now they announced the new anchor, mm-hmm. and her and she, it's Ilia Calderon, and she's this Colombian journalist, um, and she happens to be the first Afro Latina on a major newscast, yeah, you know, in Spanish, and that's already like that. I'm so you know what I mean? Yeah, like I mm-hmm. literally was like props to this company for doing that because it's about, it's about time. time. It's about yeah. time, you know. She's an amazing, um, she's an amazing journalist and she cares about people. She cares about the community. So, um, yeah, those, those are my wait, hold up moments. So personal. I know, Mm. but I love that because, and, and really quickly about Ilya, I think hopefully it does by having her in this role, it does help to change the conversations that are happening in a lot of Latino households. Um, about what is beauty and mm-hmm. that we can really and also what Latinos look like look like because absolutely. we come in every shade in the uh, under the sun <laughs> so I'm really really excited for her to take this role and I think it's also so beautiful that Ma- Maria like wrote you that yeah. I'm gonna send it to you so you could see it yeah I, po- I don't want to post it but I'm gonna probably post the tweet yeah but I yeah. think that's fair but I just <laughs> think it's like it, you know we because people get to a certain level where you almost are like does my does me even being a fan matter yeah, to you anymore? yeah and so for her to take the time yeah it shows a like what you wrote matters but also b that she knows that she hasn't gotten to a place where people like you and your affection doesn't mean anything like it still mm. means something it still matters like, without like people like without your support and without millions of other people supporting her, yeah. she wouldn't be able to be in the position that she's in today. So I think it's a matter of like always staying humble and always being open to ha- to to show love back to the people who want to show you love. Amen to that. And with that, I also want to send lots of love to all 
these girls that are listening that have been sending us because it's, it's been a lot of women which is really cool yeah. and men as well but women in, uh, women in particular just because they've been sending us so many amazing messages of empowerment and like how they love listening to stories that we've had and that we've shared on the podcast but we would love to also listen to their wait up hold wait, wait hold up moments so um you know make sure to comment to uh, leave us uh you're it doesn't even have to be you know what you guys think of the podcast it could literally be like a, you know you want to share something right um on itunes and of course on all our social because we've been getting some great feedback which is amazing and you know we want to get to hear our your stories as well yes so um our social is at wait hold up pod and we can't wait to hear from you guys and until next time much love Hey, ho!